Just raise up your hands before the Lord and worship Him this morning. For He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our worship. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the one who has given us this gift of life this morning. We worship Him. Let us worship Him. Just alter some words of worship before the Lord. For He's worthy of our worship this morning. Father, we worship you this morning. We glorify your holy name. Master, we thank you because you're a good God. We thank you because of the many blessings that, Lord, you have bestowed upon us. We thank you, O oh God, for the gift of life. We thank you, O oh God, for the peace that is in our hearts. We thank you, O oh God, oh, even for the opportunity you have given to us to come this morning. Peace in our nation. Lord, we know of many other nations, oh God, who have known that privilege. But Lord, you have given us this privilege. And we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Lord, we give our hearts unto you. We give our hearts unto you, oh God. Oh, Rabashakanda, Rabashata. Touch our lives, oh God, this morning. Even as we pray for different needs, oh God, that are represented, oh God, in this auditorium. If there are people who are sick, Lord, touch them and heal them in the name of Jesus. Touch them in the name of Jesus. Touch them in the name of Jesus. Lord, whatever needs are represented here, Master, I pray that you minister unto your people in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give a cup offering unto the Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may get seated. Thank you, praise team, for leading us in this wonderful time to be in God's presence. Uh, and I welcome all, all of you in the name of Jesus. And uh, This is our first service here at City Harvest. Feel at home. In the you are in the house of your father. Amen. 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 I know some of you have been away uh, during uh, Passover season. Uh, we welcome you back. Amen. Maybe uh, at this moment, before we, uh, we do any other thing, uh, will you please stand where you are and move around, greet at least uh, three people uh, and welcome them back if they were away during, uh, during Passover. Yeah, give them a big smile as you welcome them here at City Harvest. Amen. Please stand and move around. And if you don't know that person, introduce yourself. Introduce yourself, your name and what you're doing. Amen. And ask their names as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are not in a hurry. No hurry in Africa. Amen. Amen. Move around. Move around, please. Say hello to two, three people. Amen. Give them a big smile. And let them feel welcome. Yes, in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 
Amen. I can see in you the glory of the Lord. Yes, I love you in the love of the Lord. Yes. Amen. You may go back to your seats now. Amen. 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 I need two volunteers to tell us whom they've met. Two volunteers, please. Preferably a man, a gentleman, gentleman and a woman to come and tell us whom they've met. Any volunteer? Hello? Any volunteer? You come and tell us whom you have met. Who's that person? Anybody? No one. Okay, at this moment, we'd like to acknowledge those who have come for the very first time. If you have never been here before, we would like to welcome you in a very special way. Uh, will you please raise up your hand if you're here for the very first time? If you've never been here before, we want to greet you. We want to welcome you in the name of the Lord. Anybody? Hello? Amen. Amen. Members of City Harvest, we are encouraged to bring our family members and our friends to church. And uh, may God bless you, and especially for uh, those mothers who have brought their children. I know it's not easy. Uh, if your child is under five, will you please stand, stand up? For mothers, mothers, if your child is here under five, will you please stand? We want to congratulate you. Anybody? Anybody? Any mother? Wow, 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 wow. Clap for them. Amen. It's not easy. If you want to know that it's not easy, try it and then you'll see. Amen. May God bless you. Okay, this moment, let us go straight to the word of God. Uh, turn with me to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 23. Uh, we shall be reading verses 8 to 17. And uh, this morning, we want to speak something about mighty men, about men. I know next Sunday, it's a, a men's Sunday. And I thought, and God has given me this word to encourage men of City Harvest, uh, mighty men of City Harvest. These were David's mighty men, and we want to encourage uh, City Harvest men. Uh, although, as I will be speaking, of course, for ladies, uh, God is interested in uh, mighty women and men of God, and so you can place yourself in, and may God bless you. Amen. Amen. Uh, 2 Samuel chapter 23, verses 8 to 17. And uh, before we read, let us pray. Father in heaven, we are so thankful for this good morning. We thank you for the many things that are in store for us. And uh, even for the word that we're going to read. Lord, I pray that let your Holy Spirit, oh God, speak to our hearts. And uh, by knowing what you want to speak to us, Help us to be doers of your word. We need you. In Jesus' name, amen. Second Samuel 23, verses 8 to 17. This is what the Bible says. 
These are the names of David's mighty men. Josheb, Bashabeth, they are difficult names. Etebo, Etahikamonite was chief of the three. He raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. Next to him was Eliezer, son of Dodai, uh, the Ahohite. As one of the three mighty men, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines gathered as pass damim the for battle. Then the men of Israel retreated, but he stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. The troops returned to Eliezer, but only to strip the dead. Next to him, verse 11, was Shammah, the son of Agi, uh, the, the Hararite. When the Philistines handed together it uh, bended together at a place where there were a field foot, uh, full of lentils. Uh, Israel's troops fled uh, from them. But Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended it and struck the Philistines down. And the Lord brought about a great victory. Verse 13. During the harvest time, three of the 30 chief men came down to David at the cave of Adoram, while a band of Philistines uh, was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. At that time, David was in the stronghold, and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David longed for water and said, Oh, that someone will get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. So the three mighty men broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem and carried it back to David. But he refused to drink it Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. Far be it from me, O Lord, to do this, he said. Is it not the blood of men who went at the risk of their lives? And David would not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three mighty men. Praise the Lord. This morning, as I said, I want to speak. These were the last um, events or the last words uh, before King David died. These were the last moments. And uh, these were the, uh, the things which David remembered. In fact, he is appreciating uh, the service of different people 
who were with him when he was fighting different battles. And this morning, uh, even when I was preparing this, I knew and uh, in my heart, God had put in my heart, like when you see the success of City Harvest, when, 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 when I see what God has done here at City Harvest, it's not a one month agenda. Uh, there are different people whom God has touched, whom God, God has used, uh, who have really helped maybe the pastors. I'm not the only pastor. There are some pastors. But uh, these people have been instrumental in bringing whatever success which God has given to us uh, for these uh, 10 years. Last year was our 10th uh, church anniversary. And very soon we shall be celebrating our church anniversary. And David is in a way of appreciating. Uh, when he was looking back uh, from the time when he was young, he was appreciating. And when I look at different people, I know every one of you, you know, has a role in seeing City Harvest really growing. Uh, all, uh, City Harvest has grown. We are thus far because of the efforts of some people who have taken risks, who have really devoted their time who have given their money, who have, you know, given their energy to see that the work here at the seed harvest is established. Praise the Lord. And many times, you know, whenever, and we've been reminding ourselves here at seed harvest, you know, many times, you know, we remember people when they are dead. Uh, if somebody is dead, then we remember, oh, so-and-so did this and that uh, when they are dead. But it's good if we can remember those, uh, those people um, when they are still alive. Uh, when I came here, I was reminded of some people, uh, even here at Seed Harvest. Uh, I know, uh, okay, we're in the first service. There are some people who have really sacrificed, as I said, mothers with uh, little babies. I know it's not easy. But I know some people in the praise team, uh, some of you are coming from very far. Very far. I tell you, very far. Uh, Eric and Miriam, you know, they come from very far. Uh, Tabata area. I've been there uh, not only once, but they were here. Uh, Miriam was here last night for practice and this morning she's here for the first service. I, I tell you it is a sacrifice. And some of you are coming very near to the church where you can just walk, but I tell you it is hard and you have many reasons why you cannot come for morning prayers, you cannot come you know, for morning uh, glory and you know, so many other things. And you can say, okay, Miriam and Eric, you know, they have da-da-da-da. But we have a mother with twins, uh, Gloria. <laughs> Gloria. I tell you, it's not easy, you know, to, to, to grow up, uh, you know, twins. And then you come, you know, for practice, you come for service. And some of you have not even, not even, you're not keeping, you know, you're not keeping even a chicken. And you cannot, you cannot come. Uh, and you have many reasons why you cannot come. Uh, you may say, okay, these are, you know, they are blessed with their uh, whatever, uh, marriage, families. But there are some people here every Wednesday. If you come here on Wednesday, last week I was here on Wednesday. Uh, after service, you know, they are here praying from 7 p.m. all the way up to uh, 1, 1 a.m. they are here. And Helen is one of them. May God bless you. Amen. 
Now, don't, I mean, if you compare yourself uh, with your reasons, you may not be able. You may, say, you may say you may have your own reasons, but uh, my wife, you know, she's a, man, uh, she's a grandmother of six grandchildren. Now I tell you, it's not all, even though they have their own homes, the children, you know, they have their own homes, but I tell you, it's not easy as well. So clap for mama here. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But what am I speaking? What I'm saying is this, at this moment, David was being reminded of people who have really been instrumental uh, in bringing the success in Israel. Now, Israel used to go for war. I mean, they used to fight. And uh, there, are, there are about four reasons why it's not part of my, uh, of my, my message this morning. It's just part of it, the introduction. You know, why, why they were fighting? They, they used to fight uh, because of mainly four reasons. One of them, or number one, is, you know, the enemy. The enemy, especially the Philistines. You remember during the time of uh, Goliath? You know, they used to defy Israelites. Uh, to defy Israel, to defy the God of Israel. And many times, the devil may bring some cases uh, to you just to, to defy, uh, to defy your God, uh, just to shake you, to know whether you are standing uh, firm or not. I remember a few months back, you know, the elders, they know, uh, uh, some of you are not aware, but this open space here, uh, you know, we are parking here, but there's open space where children are playing. Uh, actually, it's an open space. Our plots, we have two plots. We have this plot here and the other plot where we're supposed to put up uh, the, uh, the church offices. Now, this is an open space. Now, the, 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 the local government here, they wanted to take that plot and put up, you know, their, their office uh, they call it Serikali Samitad. They want to put up an office. And a few years back, about three years ago, no, four, about four years ago, they wanted us to contribute to put up an office, and they had identified a plot somewhere nearby. Um, and uh, we contributed about uh, maybe 2,000 uh, cement blocks. But now they are coming. They want us to not only contribute, but they want to take part of the plot and put... Um, uh, an office, you know, for the, uh, for the local government. I mean, it's a, it's a good thing. It's an open space. It's no man's land, and they can use it. But why? Uh, because there are so many other plots. But why do they want here? And uh, uh, I knew this is something which the devil wants to defy us, uh, to defy us. And I remember one day the chairperson and somebody you know, they came and I told them, I showed the title deed and how we are supposed to put up our nursery school and we expect this ground to be open so that our children can play there. And they didn't know that we have a title deed. Now, they had so many words talking among the uh, people in this area, like, you know, the City Harvest, you know, there's an open space, they've taken the uh, open space and we want to take it uh, by force, we have the powers and all these things. But praise the Lord, when I showed them everything, they were like, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, somebody had put cold water on them. 
and uh, I don't know why they didn't know, but then they left clearly uh, with shame. Uh, so sometimes you know, the devil may bring some cases uh, just to defy you or to defy your God. But secondly, the Israelites, they used to go to war um, in order the devil used, or, you know, they wanted, the devil wanted, you know, to fight, to defeat Israel. But thirdly, the, the enemy wanted to discourage the Israelites. Uh, like uh, this moment here, um, which, which David is recounting, uh, during harvest time, the Philistines will come. Uh, they've not farmed, they've not done anything, but during harvest time, they just come fight so that they may take their food to discourage Israel. And once the food is not there, of course, that means the Israelites will be discouraged and even die, and the nation will not be there. So they came just to steal crops to discourage Christ, uh, the, the, the Israelites. But fourthly, they came... They used to fight, the Philistines, they used to fight the Israelites uh, just to, to destroy Israel. They did not want Israel uh, to exist. They did not want. Just, just like that. You remember what Jesus said in John chapter 10 verse 10? Uh, he says the enemy comes. Um, not, he comes only to destroy and to kill and annihilate. You know, that, that's the purpose. The purpose of the enemy is to, is to see you, uh, you are a defeated, you are a defeated uh, Christian. Now this morning, I believe by sharing this message, uh, you'll be able to really be helped. Uh, it's my desire to see that you really stand your ground uh, with your God and don't allow the devil uh, to defy you, to defeat you, uh, to discourage you or to destroy what God has put in your heart. Amen. And now that requires courage. It requires sacrifice. It requires, you know, somebody to do like these, uh, these men, these mighty men of David, what they did. And when we do that, I believe we will be victorious. Hallelujah. And God is going to receive all the glory. Now the first... Um, the first, the first reason, or the first, you know, so what, what does it look like uh, to be a mighty man of God? The, the first thing is, mighty men stand their ground. If you want to be a mighty man, a mighty woman of God, you must stand your ground. Don't just allow you know, things to go the way they are, or the way they come. You have to stand your ground. Amen. Uh, you have to stand you know, mighty men, normally they stand regardless of the opposition. Whatever way the devil may come, you have to stand on your ground. Now, we find here there are different names of those uh, three people. One of them is uh, Joseph uh, in verse 8. The Bible says, you know, 800 people he was able to kill. Uh, he raised his spear and eight men uh, the Philistines, you know, eight men fell in one encounter. Just imagine one person. He's not talking about the army of the Israelites. No. He's speaking about one man killing 800. And when we speak about, you know, battles uh, during those times, it's not like today or like uh, the one you have Ukraine and uh, Russia. You know, they use the nuclear weapons. 
or you fight when you are somewhere away. Uh, this is encounter, one to one. You have your sword and you have to fight the enemy. I tell you, it is not easy. Now, when we read like one person was able to kill 800 men, uh, it's not something that, you know, it just happens like that. It needs preparation. Amen. That means this guy or this man had been practicing. Uh, he has been doing uh, some practices for, uh, from time to time. And that's why he was able to fight, uh, to fight uh, and be able to kill these 800 men. Uh, you, uh, he might have maybe started when he was a child. Uh, so practicing uh, with, uh, with a spear, with a sword uh, for, for, for a long time, uh, maybe it helped this guy, uh, this man of God, Joseph, to be able to fight. And maybe he, 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 uh, uh, he was under a mentor or a coach, uh, somebody who really would help him uh, be able uh, to improve his natural ability. He might have maybe fought in smaller challenges. And as he continued, he gained some strength. He gained some experience and be able to use his spear and his sword very well. All what I can say, that no preparation no victory, no preparation, no honor, no preparation, no opportunity. Uh, if you don't prepare for battle, don't expect, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, victory just come like that. No. Uh, some of the uh, testings, some of the uh, goings that we're going through, or personally, or even as, as a church, you know, they prepare us to be able to be mighty warriors uh, uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, there is a saying, by Muhammad Ali, the famous boxer. This is what he said. Uh, he said, the fight is won or lost far away from witnesses. Uh, he said, behind the lines, in the gym, and out there on the road, long before I danced under those lights. This is what Muhammad Ali said. He said, I've been fighting, I've been winning fights, but the preparation... Uh, the time I spent at the gym, this, uh, the time I spent you know, practicing, uh, sometimes you know, gaining endurance uh, for those of us who have gone through national service. Uh, whenever, you know, there is a normal chaka chaka, but there is endurance. Endurance means uh, as a soldier, uh, sometimes you need to run longer distances, maybe 10 kilometers, maybe 15 kilometers, uh, and once you have an endurance before, you have to prepare. Uh, you, don't, you don't just start by running very fast. Uh, there is a way of running slowly, uh, slower, maybe moves, and then you gain until you cover the 10 uh, kilometers. All what I can say is that it requires preparation. And uh, preparation means, brothers and sisters, uh, you're studying the word of God, um, attending services like this, Attending prayers, like last Friday, you know, we, have, we had a very powerful overnight, you know, prayers. Some of you, you know, you cry. You know, God has not done anything uh, to me. Uh, God has not revealed himself in this predicament which I'm going through. Uh, but sometimes we need to check and recheck ourselves. 
sometimes we don't prepare ourselves. We are not involved. We are loners. We are, we, we are somewhere and we are, uh, we are just hiding ourselves somewhere and then we don't want to practice. And if you don't want to practice, if you don't want to be involved in those things, uh, don't expect victory to come your way. Praise the Lord. Make sure you join forces. When we pray, uh, when we come together to pray, I know Fridays are difficult days. Some of you are working in the office and sometimes maybe uh, you may have spent the whole day busy. Uh, but let me tell you, there are some people who are very busy. I can tell you they are very busy. If I mention names, they are very busy. But you'll find them here. Huh? Like the chairperson of, uh, the, uh, the chairperson of CMF, man, uh, Dr. Regasha. I tell you, he's a busy man. But he was here. But for you, I tell you, you're not even Jumbe Mnyumba Kumikumi, but you think you are very important. I tell you, there are some people who are very important more than you. But they give their time. Uh, they give their time for the Lord. And God certainly is going to bless them. Amen. And may God bless them, those who, has, who sacrifice, who give their time, you know, for the Lord. Amen. Amen. And if you want to see changes in your life, try. And you will see what God is going to do. So this man was able to fight 800 men because of practice, because he practiced. But we have another man, Eliezer, who was no different. Uh, the Bible says he stood, verses 9 and 10, he stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. And the Lord brought about a great victory that day. A great victory. The Lord, uh, before we speak about God helping us. I'm not saying that you, you need to do something so that God may help you. But we see here the intervention uh, of God. Because his hand was tired. There are so many people, so many enemies you know, to slaughter. And even his hand froze. And the Lord intervened. And the Lord was able to give victory. You know, we may go for battle, but the victory is the Lord's. I know many times... Uh, when, uh, you know, when you call other people uh, to the altar to be prayed for, for those who are sick. Uh, and many times you don't find me standing here to be prayed for. Not that I don't have needs. I tell you I have needs. And uh, many times, you know, I ask my family, please pray for me because I have this and this and this challenge. But normally I don't do that. Maybe in the church. Uh, but I, I may do that maybe to my fellow pastors or to other leaders. But let me tell you, if you are sick, you may not have the strength to pray. Amen. You need other people to pray for you. Uh, and we need each other. Uh, we need other people really to sustain us, to help us. But before you get sick, you need to prepare yourself. Before you, need, you meet a challenge, you need to prepare yourself by prayer and reading of the word of God. The Bible says, it's very clear, you know, all scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3, all scripture is inspired uh, by God and is profitable for doctrine, teaching, correcting, reproof, whatever. Now, God has given us these 
uh, the scriptures which you've just read, these names of these people, so that we may learn from them. Uh, these people, they depended on God. They trusted God that he'll fight for them. And that is, uh, is what happened. So the key for all uh, the three, like Shammah, verses 11 and 12, the Bible says, in the middle of a field, uh, he defended it, and the Lord brought about victory. All these people, when you read at the end, it is the Lord who gave them victory. It is the Lord who gave them, who gave them victory. It is the Lord. I tell you, if we don't look unto the Lord, we will not be able to have victory in all the things that we may be engaged on. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 and 14, he says, put on, on the full armor of God, so that when the devil, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Put on, make sure that you are ready, because you don't know. Now for the Israelites, you know, they had to, to be ready. Uh, they had grown their crops. It was harvest time. The enemy does not tell you like, okay, I'm coming on so-and-so day, date. No, he just comes. You have to be ready. You remember the times of uh, Nehemiah when they were, they were rebuilding the wall. The Bible says they needed sometimes to, 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 to build on one hand and then you hold uh, a spear, a weapon on the other side. Because you don't know when the devil will come. Amen. But I like the words of Paul. He says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 16 to 18, he says, the one who delivered me uh, from the lion's mouth, he's the one who will rescue me. He will rescue me. The Lord will rescue me uh, from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. Praise the Lord. So whatever, when they increase fuel prices, when we, we, we go through some life challenges, uh, I want to, to, to conquer or to join hands with Paul that the one who gave us victory when there were no fuel crises, when there were no battles, when Russia and Ukraine were not fighting, is the same Lord. If we hold on clinging to him, he will indeed fight for us. And we are going to see victory in the name of Jesus. Amen. We need to have the eyes of faith. Uh, last Sunday, we talked about Abraham. When God called him, go mm, to that country. Even though he didn't know that country. But he knew that it is the Lord who is calling me to go. And when he obeyed, we find there are so many victories which God fought for him. And he was able to stand uh, even in difficult times, even though some challenges not came, but we find God was able to fight for him. Now, what will happen if we don't stand? Hmm? If we don't stand our ground, if men cannot stand at their ground, you know, the children, the children, our children won't be able to stand their ground. You know, uh, children, they're looking at men. They're looking at us. Uh, or in this context, I can say they're looking at you as a parent, as their parent. You know, they, they, they look at you. Now, if you cannot stand, I tell you, even the children will not be able to stand. 
uh, somebody said, uh, okay, in the scripture we speak, uh, we, we talk about uh, Joseph, uh, uh, Joseph of the, of the Genesis, of the Old Testament. You know, the way he was able to endure hardship, difficulties, even in jail 13 years when he was there. Uh, you know, the Bible uh, does not say this, but maybe he remembered uh, how his forefather, Abraham, how he was able to stand and he knew that this promise is going to happen to me as God has, uh, has promised and God is going to fight for me and I'm going to see victory. Praise the Lord. So mighty men, they stand their ground. Don't lose heart. You have to stand your ground. Come rain, come sun. If God has said something, stand your ground. Amen. But secondly, mighty men, they overcome the enemy. As I said, the enemy wants to destroy you. Apostle Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, he says, be self-controlled and alert because your enemy, the devil, plows around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Uh, this is the enemy. The devil is looking for an opportunity for you to be devoured by him. The devil has only one goal. Uh, Satan has only one goal, and that is to destroy us. Uh, eternal destruction. To bring you eternal destruction. And once you give the devil a foothold, I tell you, it is not easy. You may think, oh, you know, I'm strong. I can. I can do it. I can stand you know, my ground. You know, I'm spiritually mature. The devil cannot help me. And then you enter into temptation. I tell you, you may not be able uh, to stand. Uh, uh, to stand your ground. And, uh, and Paul, in Ephesians 6, 12, he says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers uh, of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Always remember this, that the devil wants to destroy you. Uh, whether things are good, are favorable or not, remember, the devil is looking for an opportunity to be able to destroy your marriage, to destroy your, 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 your testimony, to destroy uh, your, you may be a, a very powerful, energetic, young Christian, and this is what uh, he wants to do, is to destroy him if you let him in. Uh, but we must resist him. We must overcome him. As Peter says, we must stand. We must resist him. We must make sure we don't give the devil a foothold. Remember the mighty men? What did they do? Uh, the Bible says, when they stood their ground, the Lord brought about a great victory. Amen. This is 10 and 12. Uh, when they stood their ground, when you show your stand as a Christian, uh, you know, I am a woman of God. I am a man of God. When you stand your ground, the Lord will give you victory. Amen. Remember, we belong to the Lord. And he's the one who will bring victory. But make sure you have everything, everything right with him. And one area which the devil really is very clever 
um, uh, which really, you know, the devil or the enemy may win over us and gain greatest victory is when we don't forgive. When we live a life of unforgiveness. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, the Bible says, if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive men their sins, even your father will not forgive your sins. I know there are some things which are difficult to forgive, but we are encouraged. If you want to be a, a victorious Christian, if you want to be a winner, make sure you forgive and forget. Amen. I know the devil will bring to your remembrance. Like, you know, but remember this. But remember this. Remember what he did, what she did for you. But remember what the Bible says in Isaiah. As far as east is from the west, that's how God has put our sins against us. Amen. You want to be a victorious Christian? Make sure you are a, a, a good forgiver. And God expects you know, for mighty men, uh, he, he expects us to overcome the enemy. Not by our own strength. Because with our own strength, we cannot do anything. But with the strength of the Lord, we can do everything. Amen. Greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. So long as we are on God's side, we are victorious. We are conquerors. Amen. We are conquerors through Christ. Thirdly, mighty men, they serve their king. Uh, this is what we learn here. There was a time when King David was hungry, uh, was, was thirsty. You know, he needed water. And remember, uh, you may say, you know, this King David was very selfish. He needed just a cup of water. And he said, you know, I want this water coming from Bethlehem. Now, in between, there are enemies. Uh, the Philistines were there. Now, these three people, they decided, because the king wants water, and the enemies are in between, we are going to stand our ground and make sure that our king is happy. And the Bible says in verse 16, they broke through the Philistines' lines and drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem and carried it back to David. I tell you, it's not easy. If you are not, uh, you're not courageous. If you are not um, a man with a vision, you may think or you may say, no, what is all this thing? A cup of water. Just a cup of water. How do I risk my life for a cup of water? And David did not even ask these people. He just said, oh, if I wish, I'm you know, if I may get water from the well, not just water, but from the well in Bethlehem. And these people, when they heard, they said, no, we have to respond to the king's request. Praise the Lord. We have to respond. And these, the, the, the men, the men, the mighty men, or mighty men, uh, they save their king. They see the need. Uh, and uh, let, me, let me ask you all, let me maybe pause a little bit here. You know, uh, 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 the king, we may, we, may, we may take it as a church, uh, City Harvest Church. Uh, now, there are needs in the church. We need PA system. 
Uh, this is not the one we want. We want a bigger one. We want to have a, a bigger stage. We want to break these walls. We want you know, to have a bigger stage so that people can enjoy, so that our young people can really worship the Lord and praise the Lord in this auditorium. And this is the need. Huh? We need also money for missions. Now, how many of us have really responded without being asked? These people, they responded without being asked. But for us, we have asked. But even, even though we have shared the need of the church, there are some people who have, you know, they are very compressant. I mean, they, they don't care. Uh, they don't care. And you may think, uh, this is, you know, Dondo, uh, our lead pastor, you know, he wants uh, to be maybe uh, the bishop of this area. That's why, you know, he wants, you know, he wants bigger things because, because of his uh, whatever desire that he has. But let me tell you, when you speak about these things, it's about the kingdom of God. It's about our God. And our God is the king of kings. He deserves everything. Amen. He's the one who has given us life. He has given you life. He has given you whatever things that you think they are yours, but they are from the Lord. But how many of you really are ready to respond? Are ready like, you know, God help me. Or even to pray. To pray. And many times, you know, whenever the time of pledging comes uh, for me and my wife, sometimes Oh, many times we don't have the money. Uh, by, by, for your information, I've already paid my, uh, we have already paid our, our pledge. Praise the Lord. Amen. We have already paid. Okay, we say this pledge is for six months, but we have already done it. And when we pledged, we didn't have money. But we prayed, God, open windows of heaven. And Lord, help us uh, to be a blessing uh, to your church here at City Harvest. And sometimes, you know, doing the Lord's work, responding to the call of God, sometimes it requires risking your life. You know, when we speak about faith, uh, you know, faith tempts, you know, great things. It attempts great things for God. Somebody said, no guts, no glory. If you don't, if you think you can just give from whatever amount, okay, I gain, I, I, I normally get per month uh, 200,000 uh, shillings. So I'll pledge maybe 5% of that because 10% I've already given. I tell you, you remain to be a normal Christian. But if you want to be a mighty man and a mighty woman of God, uh, you gain, you're getting 200,000 shillings, but you pledge 2 million, praise the Lord. And then you pray, and you trust God to provide. And I tell you, God provides. Amen. And I can give you testimonies and testimonies uh, of how God really helped us. Uh, when we were still young, we didn't have a house. We had started, you know, preparing blocks uh, of uh, cement. We didn't have a plot. And there was a need in the church. Nobody came and said, can you give those blocks, you know, for the church? We just decided, okay, we give the 3,000 blocks which we had prepared uh, for our house, we give it to the church. And you know what happened? All these years, we found God being faithful. Amen. We not only got a plot, but we got plots. Amen. Not only build, uh, we were able to build a house, 
but we built houses here in Dar es Salaam. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm not boasting these things, but to give you, uh, so that you may really uh, believe God and trust God for a miracle. Amen. But it requires somebody who is a risk taker. Somebody who will say, okay, forget about my needs, forget about myself, about my security, but the king, uh, King David wants a cup of water. I am giving myself, I'm giving my time, I'm giving my energy uh, for the king. And God was faithful to protect these people. Praise the Lord. How many of you will really, will really this morning say, God, I want to believe you, God. I want to be counted among those mm, those will be be called, those who be called uh, mighty men, uh, mighty men who are ready to save their king. And when these people brought that water from Bethlehem, you know you can tell, um, some of you uh, may think, but how, how did, was he able to differentiate between water from uh, that well in Bethlehem and other waters? Uh, let me tell you, if you are a farmer, uh, some of you here are not, have never been in a farm. Uh, if somebody brings you a maize and uh, you, you cook it and uh, maybe you roast it, you can tell whether this is fresh or not fresh. <laughs> Amen. So he was able to tell that this water is from that particular well. And then when he saw that these people had risked their lives, there were only three, they had risked their lives. The Bible says David did not drink it. Instead, he Hold it before the Lord. Praise the Lord. He gave it as an offering before the Lord. He had a need, but he decided to give it to the Lord. How many of us will really risk uh, giving their time, giving their energy, uh, risking their life, lives uh, so that uh, they may be able to please their king and give uh, this kind of offering uh, giving something that is costly, something that has really, you know, the measure of that gift, that offering uh, measured to somebody's life and he poured it before the Lord. I don't know how many of us will be able really to please our heavenly king that way. And I tell you, if you do it, God is faithful and God will certainly bless you. We're not giving so that we may get blessed. But we give it to the Lord because it belongs to him. And when we obey him, God, certainly, he will not keep quiet. He has to do something. Amen. You remember Cornelius in the book of uh, uh, Acts chapter 10? He used to give offerings to the poor. And one day, God said, no, 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 no. Uh, your, your offerings have become a remembrance before me. A memoriam before me. And he sent that angel to tell him that your offerings to the poor have become a, a memorial before me. And you sent somebody. And that was the beginning of salvation to Cornelius. Now, do you want to see God in your life? Do you want to be a mighty man? Do you want to believe God for something bigger uh, to do in your life? Test him. The Bible allows us. It says, test me and see if I'm not open windows of heaven, and pour blessings upon you. Amen. Let us stand. This morning,
I, I don't know, but I won't call you here in front, but I believe uh, every one of us, there is a way God has spoken to you. Maybe from whatever you give to the church, financially, your time, your resources, uh, I am yet, uh, I'm waiting, and I believe one day somebody will bring here. Uh, and I've, we have seen, uh, two years ago, somebody brought here the key of his car. He said, I give this key, uh, you know, the, the car to the church. Let it be auctioned, you know, for missions. Praise the Lord. And I believe one day God is going to touch someone uh, to give for missions, to give, you know, for the uh, for peer system, or to give an, even your house, your very house. You know, God can do it. And he's ready, clearly, to bless you. He's ready to minister unto you and to minister to your needs. But many times we don't see breakthroughs because we are clinging too much to the needs that we have. May God speak to you this morning in whatever area that he wants you to really give sacrificially. Whether it is your time, whether it's your resources, or whatever, can you now just raise up your voice before God and tell him that God, I am ready. I want to be counted among those mighty men who can really make a difference in the church. Not as a show, but really to make a difference for God. And God is here to bless you. Just raise up your hands and close your eyes and pray. Just pray. Tell him what is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Maybe to yourself or to your family. You need to sacrifice. You need to risk something. Just pray. Father in heaven, we come before you this morning. Lord, you have spoken to me. You have spoken to my family. You have spoken to these people. You have spoken to this woman. You have spoken to this young man, young woman, this man. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. As you prepare names of people who have made a difference here at the seed harvest, Lord, remember me. Lord, help me. Help us, oh God, to be the people you want us to be. Lord, I pray that open our eyes to see needs around us. Needs of those empty souls. People who would like to hear about your message, about your salvation, about your healing, about your touch, oh God, touching, transforming them. Lord, I pray, Lord, give us those eyes. Open our eyes to be able to behold the great things that you have prepared for us. Lord, I know you have many people around Bahari Beach. You have many people, many students uh, in this city and even beyond. You have many lives that, Lord, you are concerned with. And, Lord, you want to use us. Lord, I pray that help us to be counted among those mighty men who will make a difference in our society. And we pray that, Lord, we can only do that with your help. Let your Holy Spirit cover us. Cover us, oh God. Let your Holy Spirit enable us to make even difficult decisions, tough decisions, which may even be, Lord, maybe different from our spouse's uh, thoughts and, you know, dreams. But 
since Lord they've been blessed by you we know God you're going even to transform our spouses and, and Lord you're going to help us oh God to do for your kingdom in building your kingdom for your glory in Jesus name we pray amen and amen amen give a cup offering unto the Lord amen amen you may get seated Amen. At this moment.